Hello and welcome to the long-awaited return to Raptors Unscripted. I'm your host, Aaron Zeifman, and with me is our esteemed guest, my brother, Daniel. How's it going? What's good? Coming to us from Windsor again. It's, um, we haven't spoken for a while. A lot has happened, obviously. As we're recording this, the day after the finals is over. Not much with the Raps, but a lot has happened. That's true. The Raptors, there's not much news. Um, uh, these podcasts will, you know, there'll be more space in between each one as there's not much to talk about, but once, you know, we'll talk about the draft, we'll talk about free agency once those topics come up, um, and then of course once the season starts, we'll be back into a normal rhythm and pace. Yeah, now, now we'll just talk about the finals, we'll get a little bit of Raptors talk in there, but mainly about how Golden State just ran over literally everybody in this playoffs and what that really means to an NBA. Yeah. Um, almost went I mean, six... I've, I've gotten a lot of complaints. I mean, now everybody obviously loves to speak about basketball when they see me, but I've gotten a lot of complaints about this season just was not as exciting. Just, I mean, clearly it's coming from somewhere. Like, how many games did Golden State lose? One in the whole playoffs, yeah. <laughs> One, play- my buddy like looks. He looks at the at the standings, and he's like, "That's their first game that they lost. That's insane." Yeah, and and no one. I mean, San Antonio came close in the first game, and then Kawhi Leonard went went down, and and Golden State came back, and their first two series were a joke. I mean, this is kind of what everyone expected once Durant signed with them last year. We're like, okay, let's skip ahead to Cleveland's Golden State again, and that's exactly what happened, and it was, you know, couldn't have been ri- they, scripted any better or worse. And then they ran over them. Like, I mean, I get it. Um, Kawhi Leonard going down was, was pretty huge. Um, the, maybe maybe San Antonio would have had a chance if he stayed healthy. But, but even like with LeBron at, I think, probably the best we've ever seen LeBron, yeah, um, they had absolutely no chance. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think they should have won Game Three. You know, they kind of they okay. kind of, they kind of blew it in the last minute. Um, didn't score for like two and a half minutes at the end of the game there. Um, yes, at least three minutes left. There was, I I was looking at the game and I'm like, oh, oh looks like a solid game. Like maybe Cleveland will pull away. Like they're up by, like I think it was they're up by like six points with like two. Two minutes and forty-five seconds, and they just did not score in the entire rest of the game. They they literally just played like shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They, and... they were above. They played like uh, you know, like like just oh, uh, just run out the clock. Uh, there's two minutes and forty-five seconds left in this game. What are you doing? Right, and you know what we didn't see from Golden State last night when they were up uh, a few points in the last few minutes. They they didn't what? just waste the clock and rock the walk the ball up the court and you know use the whole twenty four seconds. They took every Cleveland kept giving them opportunities by by playing shitty defense. You know there was so many missed uh, communication on switches with LeBron and J.R. Smith and Golden State scored every time every for like for about a, you know a few minutes span there in the in the heart of the fourth quarter and towards the end of the fourth quarter they were scoring on every single possession and so was Cleveland but there was nothing they could do they couldn't defend them. Well, that was a big problem in this in this playoffs was like, well, in this series was defense almost wasn't really like a factor. Like both teams were just so skilled offensively that, you know, like you let the other team go on a run and now they're up 20 points. Like good luck trying to catch up because this team is ridiculous offensively. Like no matter what you throw at them defensively, it almost like you can't stop them. I mean. How many how many points did Cleveland have at the end of the third quarter of Game Four? What did they have like one fifteen? Yeah, they had. They set the record for most points in a half uh, for a finals game. I, I looked at the score and I'm like, oh, okay, it's it, it, probably the fourth quarter by now. Blah blah blah. <laughs> one fifteen by the end of the third. That's insane. Ridiculous. And that's just how the NBA's gone nowadays. Like it's it's a whole new game. It's all offense. It's three pointers. It's running running up and down the court. Um, do you like that didn't they set, version of the NBA now? Didn't they, set the, didn't they set the record for three-pointers in that game? Yeah, they destroyed the record. Yeah, I was, I was watching the replays, and I mean, okay, it's replays, but 
like the replays were literally every shot was a three-pointer. Golden State set the record for threes in the finals in game two when they hit 18 threes. And then in game wow. four, Cleveland went around, turned around and hit four, 24. 24? <laughs> like that's, that's ridiculous. I don't think the Raptors have ever sniffed 24 threes in a game, let alone the NBA yeah. finals. Yeah, and for a while there, they like that was what their thing was, was, okay, we're going to become a three-point shooting team. Problem was they never really did that all too well. Yeah, they wanted to be a three-point shooting team without obtaining any three-point shooters. Uh, the, the game is crazy now with, with the threes back and forth, and I don't know. I, I, I think that's just where teams are going to go now. M- most teams are going to just say, okay, we'll, we'll try to outscore everybody. And defense is definitely going to take a back turn next next season, I think. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's just how the NBA is kind of going now. You can't, you almost can't go away from that because there's just more points. Yeah. You uh, can't keep up with it unless, yeah, unless somehow, I don't know, some team comes out with a way to play defense that's just revolutionary. I don't think it's possible just with the, with the way teams are spreading the floor and it's just it's crazy. It, it's funny that yeah. it, it used to be okay. We have to t- keep this team under a hundred points if we want to beat them, and now it's okay. Keep them in the one tens. <laughs> yeah, unless it's like Cleveland or Golden State, it's like just don't let them score one hundred and thirty, and you're fine. <laughs> right. Easier said than done. Though. Yeah. Well, what, okay. So, what do you think about? So they rolled over every pretty much every team. They lost one game in the entire playoffs. What is your take on super teams, and what does that mean for the NBA? Because, like I said, like people are just like, it's just not exciting. It's just like, yeah, let's jump ahead to the NBA Finals once again, because we know who's going to be there. And even so, we still kind of know who's going to win. Like, Golden State was up 3-1. I mean, they ended up losing, but they were up 3-1 without Durant, and now they have one of the greatest probably one of the greatest players ever to play the game on their team who tore it up. Like, he was, you know, unstoppable. Yeah. Um, I mean, as far as the NBA Finals go, I think people will always watch that, you know, no matter what. Um, But Is this just one of these things where it's like, okay, this is their reign. They're going to probably win for the next three or four years. That's just kind of how it goes. And then it'll be exciting when one of these underdog teams comes and just obliterates them. I mean, it's definitely possible. It, it's, it's probably going to be, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, as long as I keep this core together, these four guys, at least, you know, okay, we're, we can pencil in the Warriors uh, to be in the finals for the next three or four years probably, and probably champions as well. But as far as regular season goes, I mean, I'm I'm a diehard Raptors fan. I'm gonna watch every game. But for the casual fans, you, you really think that they're gonna you know watch a game in the middle of the season now, a, a meaningless game between the Raptors and the you know uh, Charlotte Hornets? Like, why? Well, you know, the, I I think this is negative for the NBA. It's it's not it's not a good thing. And I mean, it, it's not it's not anyone's fault. I can't just blame Durant for ruining the league. Like that's ridiculous. You know, I can't blame the Warriors, but. Uh, it's definitely an issue, and I think, you know, if there's ever a time where big market teams are, are going to rule the NBA, it's going to be now. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know where we can, we can go from this. I mean, you know, it's just going to be free agents wanting to play with all the best players and 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 um, and playing with their friends, and uh, you know, that's why I think this is why I value draft pick so highly because you draft someone in the first round you know get them for four years then they're a restricted free agent you get to bring them back um and this is where teams like toronto if we're you know focusing on the raptors here it seems like toronto if you ever want to get a chance to win you know don't expect to be signing the marquee free agents in the off seasons yeah yeah i would say that's a huge key for uh for success in toronto because you know taxes are higher in toronto people are not like so quick to want to be playing in like you know another country I mean right. it is still it's Canada we're, we're like the states is right there but it still is a factor so For taxes sure. are higher like it's going to be tougher to you know grab these superstars to play for your team you almost have to like pay them more pay them more money uh, just to sign them and 
yeah, with a free with a um, with a rookie, it's like uh, it's like a huge opportunity to to really capture somebody for you know not so much money and yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, do, do you think guys like Chris Paul, let's say, who's a, who's a free agent this offseason, do you think he'll say, okay, what's the point of signing with the Clippers? I'm never going to win, so maybe I'll jump to San Antonio? Or do you think it's the other way around where he's saying, you know, screw it, Golden State's going to win. Uh, let me just take the most money I can get and stay with L.A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I mean, Lowry could be the same way. You know, he said in an interview uh, after the season ended, he said, um, you know, I only care about winning right now. So, I don't know, a lot of fans could take that as, okay, I'm going to jump to the best team possible, but, you know, you're, you're not going to win unless you're going to Cleveland or Golden State. Yeah. I mean, maybe the Spurs. I can see the Spurs with, a, with you know, Lowry or, or, or Chris Paul, you know, you see, winning a couple games against the Warriors, but they're not beating them in a seven-game series. Do you see any teams that are... Uh... That are just like like another super team that's like trying to be uh, like is it really doable with with too many teams that are out there right now? Um, are we gonna, is this like the pattern? Is this the pattern? Are we? Is this this is? But this seems like it's the new trend. The new trend is to attract as much of these. Uh, I mean, I guess every team wants to do that, but it just seems a lot more doable now. Yeah, I, I think teams are are going to try to do it. I mean. Because the cap went up so much, you know, it's definitely possible for teams to have two or three superstars on their team now. Um, and, I mean, there's going to be those teams, like, you know, that always attract players like Miami, let's say. You know, who doesn't want to live in Miami? you got no state tax in Florida. Um, you know, maybe they maybe yeah. they, they go out one offseason and sign all the, the big-name free agents. You know what's cool is... is now that teams can like afford two or three superstars, um, I feel like there's going to be a lot more superstars because if you already uh, establish yourself as one of these superstars and then you leave your team to go to another team, you're now a lot like you're still going to stay a superstar because you've already have that label, um, you know, protected by the refs and whatnot. <laughs> but now you have another team that is superstar list which gives you know the opportunity for these other kids these other players to become you know bigger roles and better players and just be seen as like a better player because they got you know more opportunities and whatnot uh-huh. so I think that's so I think that's really cool like the good stats on bad teams kind of players you're saying right well good stats on bad teams but eventually turn into not just good stats but turn into real superstars like you get I mean you give a, a player the chance to become a superstar and you know someone usually rises up like for us it was DeRozan or Milwaukee it's Giannis or you, you, you know. don't you don't think that's just kind of like in a guy's DNA or or whatever I mean I, I think I think I think a lot of it has to do with the DNA but I think that there's a lot of potential superstars in the NBA that just don't ever really get the chance to to shine and um, you know, they just, they're just never really given that opportunity. But if we keep seeing all these, you know, these uh, homegrown superstars at, in these, at these low-level teams that are end up, you know, end up getting snatched by a Golden State or whatever, then now you got, you know, a, a chance to, to homegrown another one. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, yeah. Um... Maybe the All-Star game should start being like 20 against 20 eventually. <laughs> Anybody make it more ridiculous? Maybe. I, I think I think we can talk about the All Star game and how ridiculous that was. I mean, I've watched. I actually sent you a video from like, I think it was like fifteen, ten or fifteen years ago, about an All Star game that was just really exciting. It was it was I think in like two thousand five or two thousand six or something. Uh-huh. Uh No, maybe even before that, uh, two thousand three, and it was just it was just an exciting game and like like a real basketball game with a bunch of superstars playing against each other. Which is kind of what everybody wants to see, and then you know you see this past one, and it was like two hundred all <laughs> by the end of it, and it's just about like no defense, like it's not even fun to watch. Right, Steph Curry at one point literally laid down on the ground. Yeah, I mean that was kind of funny. That's okay, but it's just it's just, just like make a... it a little bit more exciting. Right, I mean yeah, we talk about the All Star game, but 
Um, I don't know where we would find a fix for that right now, but um, what's what's give me your opinion on on Kevin Durant? You know, do, do you do you do you hate him? Um, do you blame him for everything? Um, or do you just give him a pass because he won? Like, wh- what's your views there? Um, I definitely wouldn't say I give him the pass because he won, but um, kudos to the guy who's one of the best in the NBA coming into a new team and beyond meshing and fitting in with these guys. That was really, I mean, a lot of people were like, no, nah, they're, they're not still not going to be so good because like, now he's got to fit into like a new role and he's he's so used to being like this this dynamic scorer, superstar type of player who is who could barely even get along with, um, with uh, what's his name? Westbrook. <laughs> yeah, Westbrook. <laughs> and um, and like he fit in really well, which was very impressive. And uh, you know, but uh, I mean, listen, the guy's an incredible talent, so I respect the guy, you know, tenfold on that aspect. Do I love the, like, and again, like what you said, like, you can't really blame the guy. Like, you know, like, if there was if there was blame being put on anyone, I wouldn't be putting it on Durant. You know, the guy's just out there to play, make money, and, you know, and uh, and light it up for the fans. Yeah. But, but is it annoying that there are these teams that can just, you know, somehow get around the paperwork or whatever the hell they're doing to make these, like, ridiculous teams? Uh it's kind of like, you know, being at the school in your schoolyard and like all the big dudes and all the, you know, guys who are sick of ball are just like, all right, it's all of us against, you know, a bunch of you guys who suck. Right. Like if, the, if, the, I mean, if a, a senior high school team played like an elementary school team, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's not very impressive if them. they win. <laughs> yeah. Just bullying them. Like it's, it's almost becomes like a joke. Right. So, so that so that's annoying in the fact that you know it's just it's not as an ex, as 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 an ex, as exciting of an NBA anymore in the sense of you know ooh, who's gonna win we don't really know like it takes a, you know it takes out that 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 plays a huge factor uh, but yeah I wouldn't really blame it on like one person I just think that the NBA should do something about you know this idea of not even necessarily super teams. But if super teams are going to be a thing, there should be more than just one. All right, but I don't know how the league solves it on their own. And I mean, you could say Cleveland's a super team. You know, they 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 have a crazy high payroll, um, and they have so many amazing players. Do they not? Sorry. I think they have the highest. I think so. Yeah. I mean, the way I see it. Personally, is okay. When Durant signed with the Warriors, I was I was I was pretty annoyed. I, I knew, okay, you know, we just we were just coming off we were just coming off the, the, the one of the best finals I can remember. Uh, that crazy semi game series, the three one comeback, everything, and then the Warriors go out and sign the best available player and a top five player in the league, and it's just uh, okay. We we know the Warriors are going to win now, and that's exactly what ended up happening. Um, it the one thing I can't say in the, in Durant's defense is. He didn't need to play very well. You know, he could have come to this team and taken a back seat to Curry and to Thompson or whoever. Um, but he didn't do that. He he was the best player on the team. He, you know, he was the finals MVP, you know, easily deserved. Um, he, aver- you know, he was the first player to score 30-plus in all five games or in five, in, like, in a whole series since Shaq. Yeah, he, he tore it up. In, like, 2001 or 2002 or something. So you know he 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 played really well. It's just as a as a fan of the game and a fan of the league, it, it does annoy me that okay we just have this team now that's 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 supposed to win and it's gonna win and and yeah I mean it's not as exciting because we we all just knew that this would happen you know when even like when LeBron went back to Cleveland and and they got Kevin Love and they had Kyrie you know no one was saying okay you know the Cavs are automatically gonna win. You know, it was still it was still interesting. Every game mattered. You know, they struggled early on in the season. There's still all those storylines. I don't know. Even with the Miami Super Team back in the day, you know, a few years ago. It, it, well, was, I mean, it was never a loss. This is the first time. This is the first time that a team went to the finals 
lost, first of all, lost after being up 3-1. Like, you should have won, and you didn't. And now you go and you get the best player in the league or second best player in the league. Like, that's crazy. Right. But 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 also, I mean, the NBA messed up by allowing teams to have this crazy cap spike within two years, you know, one, two years. Uh, I, I, I think the league asked the, like, the Players Association, okay, do you want this crazy spike within one or two years, or do you want it to be smoothed out, like $5 million, you know, each year for the next is whatever, that, whatever is that years? that how it happened? Yeah, is that's that how it happened. Like, and then, is and, it because, so it's because they, they took advantage of this, like, small little, you know, window of opportunity? That, yeah, because the TV, this, that, this new TV deal came in, and they had a ton of extra money, and, and the players wanted... Uh, you know, it all to come, all to come at one time. Players and the owners, maybe also. That's crazy, honestly. Yeah. So you know, this one little random loophole happened where the best team in the league was able to sign the best player available, which never happens. Yeah, no, that's. I didn't know that. That's a little nuts. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's kind of the league's fault, you know. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's why it's hard for me to blame Durant because like. I mean, yeah, it, it doesn't show a lot of character when you go to the team that just when you go to the team that just beat you in the playoffs and the team you've been competing with for the last few years. So I've always I've always seen that as more of like an idiot fan's dream is to just like blame a player. Right. <laughs> you know, like like I could just see a picture it now like some ranting Facebook user just <laughs> going off about how LeBron is like sucks <laughs> right and then another facebook user say well let's see you play any better <laughs> <laughs> shut up <laughs> i'm getting dumb just listening to this shit oh that's a, i hate that argument <laughs> i know it's awful um i mean the the, the difference between like what durant did and what let's say LeBron did back in the, you know, back in the day when he left Cleveland was like Cleveland was terrible outside of LeBron. They had no one else on that team. And, and he went to a team that wasn't very good the year before, you know, they had Dwayne Wade, but then they also got Bosch that same offseason. Durant was on a team that was, should have beaten the Warriors in the playoffs yet uh, to, you know, last year, you know, they were up three, one against them also and, and, and lost. Um, and they had Westbrook, they had a buck, like they had a, Stephen Adams, they had a great team, and he just ditched that and went to the easy, went the easy route. And I, I think his championship, like his ring this year, will always just have an asterisk saying, you know, joined the best team in the league, joined a seventy-three win team. Yeah, I mean it has to because like especially all these like NBA books that talk about past, they're obsessed with rings, but like. How much does this ring really count? Like, right. does it really? Like, you're on the best team now. A team that, without you, was up 3-1 in the finals. Like, <laughs> Right. And people wanted to say the same thing about LeBron when he joined Miami. Yeah, except Miami kind of, like, sucked. It sucked. In, in comparison to Golden State, or in comparison to the next year when they got, yeah, they kind of sucked. But you would never say that about Golden State, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if they sucked, but but yeah, I mean, they made the finals every every year, but you know, they they only won two to four, and I, the, what I'm saying is like when LeBron won his. Oh, I'm saying, I was saying, I was oh, saying you're saying before LeBron joined? Yeah. Oh no, no, I'm saying once LeBron won his championships in Miami, people said the same thing, like, oh, these they just don't really count, you know. Put an asterisk next to it. Next to it, um, you know he joined a super, like he made his own super team. But it's completely different. LeBron it was is. that team. W- without LeBron, no, no, no. with Wade and Bosch, they weren't even a playoff team. They didn't make the playoffs the next year. Well, yeah, I mean, like Bosch was a little bit like this was also past, you know, a little bit of their prime. Like Bosch had his had his stuff, and and Wade, you know, Wade's knees has never really like held up too well, but. Yeah, but I'm saying like take take LeBron off that Miami team. They're not in the finals. 
Okay, everyone can agree yeah, on I'm that. Not, I'm not one of these, and I'm not one of these crazy LeBron lovers. Like I got my own, I got my own issues about LeBron, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, it's it's a completely different situation. Yeah, and it, it, I think LeBron loves it. I think LeBron loves it as much as he lost to them. I think he'd be like, finally, people are not shitting on me for once for going to Cleveland or going to Miami or whatever. Except now, literally, oh, the day the day after the finals is over, all the news stories are, LeBron's leaving Cleveland, where's he going to go? <laughs> <laughs> well, truth is, like, he has, that was his second time doing it, so he's got, he's got Durant beat there. <laughs> well, no, no one faulted him for going back to Cleveland, but, but yeah. <laughs> you know what he should do? He should go back to Miami. <laughs> How could I leave this place? It was so good to me. <laughs> oh man, that'd be that'd be amazing. But he's got to take younger people now too, because Kyrie and Love, you know, they're getting a little older now. <laughs> well, Love, Love was terrible last night. Was he? Yeah, I mean, I think he had eight points or something. Jesus, he was, he was, he was a, that, that has been a problem with. With Kevin Love, he he had he had been playing he had been playing the best he had ever he had been so far on Cleveland like throughout this playoffs. He'd been playing so well defensively too, um, and then last night was just awful. I mean, he, he in about thirty minutes he played he was a minus twenty three. Yikes! And they lost by nine. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, I mean, like I've always loved Love. I think he he's so good to that team. He spreads the floor very nicely, rebounds, plays defense, all that good stuff. But when you're playing against like a high caliber team like like Golden State, you know you got to be consistent. And that was one thing I felt like, you know, Love and even Kyrie sometimes struggled with, you know. Right, like whether it was you know offense, defense, you know he he had a hard time bringing both on a nightly yeah, basis. Yeah, just sometimes. It, it was like it almost seemed like LeBron was always going to show up, and then it was like either Kyrie or Kevin Love was going to show up. Like, like it, it was never going to be all three. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. I mean, I I could see them, you know, trying to move Kevin Love, but I, I don't know what they could possibly get for him. Um, Paul George is a, is a name that's been thrown around. I think they'd be. I think Paul George would be a huge upgrade, like another wing player, a guy who could defend Durant. Um, he's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Knockdown three-point shooter as well. Like, is he staying with Indiana for the rest of his career, or...? No. I I, I think that's that's why. His contract's up next season. It's like a bad relationship. Like, the guy, like, he's just too good for Indiana. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they haven't... They haven't surrounded him with much in the last, what is it, four years now? Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, all the reports saying that he wants to play for the Lakers, but I never believed this crap because the Lakers, I think their organization just loves throwing out, like, completely BS rumors that everyone wants to play for them. And that way no no one, like, no one, like, tries to re-sign their guys. Like, it, it's, it's kind of smart. It's genius because, I mean, L.A., like, everyone wants to live in L.A., right? But, I mean, the Lakers yeah. throw out these rumors. I mean, if you ever want to laugh... Go, go to the Lakers rumors, um, like Facebook page. Okay, I have a couple friends who who are fans of it, so it shows up on my Facebook feed every now and then. It is during the off season. It's amazing. Okay, last year it was Durant coming to the Lakers? Question mark. For sure. Like it's Marcus Cousins, Lakers, Paul George, Lakers. Like they 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 think they're getting everybody. (laughs) This is the team that rode like. Kobe's tails until forever. Like they had a whole year of yeah. just he's leaving. So let's surround. Like that makes no sense. Like I get it. You want to tribute like the guy that you know you owe a bunch of championships to and all this stuff. But like, what are you doing? Like, just if it's in the past, it's in the past. Also, the reason t- players didn't want to come to LA was because of Kobe. <laughs> Later in his yeah, career, well, because they were riding him like so, like. Just let go already. This is this. You're turning your your organization to a joke. Right. 
nothing, none of that. I mean, I'm sure if I looked at the rumors, I would have a good laugh. But I feel like nothing that organization could do will ever surprise me anymore. Yeah, I think they just like they throw out BS rumors about DeRozan last year, and they're doing it about Lowry this year. And uh, you know, oh, Lowry wants to play for the Lakers. Like, I, I, no, why would he ever want to play for the Lakers? Yeah, I know, but people believe that shit. So and they just throw it out for every for every reason. That's why I, I mean. Everyone's saying Paul George wants to go to the Lakers. I don't know. I'm the one skeptic in the whole world because I don't believe anything that comes out of that I organization. Think, I think he wants to. I think he wants to come to the Raptors. Actually, <laughs> that's that's the biggest rumor that I keep hearing. You know, we, the Raptors need to hire someone to just like throw out these BS rumors. Maybe Drake. Maybe Drake could start doing it. Maybe we can. Maybe we can switch our name to uh, Raptors uh, rumors <laughs> BS bullshit Lakers. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> who's our first? Who's our first guy? Um, Blake. Blake Griffin. I heard he wants to come to Toronto. No, no, no. I heard that the entire Golden State Warriors starting lineup, <laughs> including Zaza Pachulia, actually. <laughs> oh, okay. Then, the then forget it. Then forget it. We don't, we don't want him. It's <laughs> a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I hear they're sick of the warm weather out out in the Bay Area. I was watching one of the one of the replays of because I love watching the games and then watch the replays because I'm just a buff like that. Uh-huh. And they're like, they're like, even Zaza Pachula is getting in the mix, and they just like show like a replay and like, he, and like he didn't even hit the first <laughs> shot, like he missed it, and then he rebounded and put it back. Because <laughs> I'm laughing. I just oh, the, the one thing I love about Zaza is how much he just loves to like just complain as if he's like. We get it. You're on the best team, but you're not the best player. And like he'll complain, like, "What are you doing, man? Like, that's a foul. Like, no one's in." <laughs> he played. He played nine minutes last night. Guess. Guess how many fouls he had. I would love to guess like two, but I'm assume like four or five. Yeah, it, was, it was four. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, I will admit there was one game that I think I had three fouls in the span of like one minute, <laughs> but that was just a that was just really shoddy refs. That's what that was. Right? Yeah. No, that wasn't your fault. No. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> I guess he's out there to do a job, and they won, so can't can't blame him. So what are they saying? What are they saying about? Um, well, I guess we can finish with um, what are they saying about the, the draft this year, and where is where is Raptors? Um, so the Raptors have, I believe, the 24th pick? Something like that. 24th, um, okay. Not too good. Um, yeah. it's. I think it's the better pick between theirs and the Clippers. Like, one we traded to Orlando uh, for, for Ibaka, and one we get to keep. So it's something around there. It's around 24th. Um, uh, they've been doing draft workouts, I know, for the last couple weeks. Um, I don't think, you know, I'm not too in the loop. I just, you know, reading the rumors or whatever. Uh, it doesn't seem like they're set on any one guy yet, you know, as far as I know. What, is, what, are, they, what are they saying in terms of um, in terms of the draft class? It's supposed to be a, a good draft class, no? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a really good year. Um, I mean, maybe not if you get down to the 24 spot, but, you know, who knows? We could, we could luck out on somebody, but, you know, the top 10 or so is very good. Top 8. Right really good like much much better than than last year which was which was terrible right right um yeah i mean the first pick is almost a lock with boston like just ridiculous that the celtics have the first pick yeah obviously <laughs> um what are you projecting uh raptors go this year has there been any rumors in terms of like signages or not not yet? Nah, I mean, all, there was there was a report that Dwayne Casey and and Demar Derozan went to visit Lowry, um, like in L.A. a few like a week two ago. Uh, so you know they're definitely pitching to him, which means the Raptors are willing to re, like looking to re-sign him. Um, but that's that's yeah, that's not that too that's, that's not too surprising. Yeah. Um, are you right now, or you're. Maybe uh, you know, hold off. Try to get something better with that money. Oh, I, I would definitely, I would, I would, I would offer Lowry. You know, I mean, obviously, I, I wouldn't want to sign him to the full max, but I, okay. I, I can't just like, I don't know, I, I wouldn't be able to just let him go for nothing. Right. Yeah. Definitely not nothing. But 
I mean, I'm assuming other teams will offer him the max. So yeah, does that mean that he, he goes there, or is it it's still up in the air? If like, like, does that mean he goes there unless we give him the max, or is it, you know, is it is it possible that if we go a little bit under that he actually takes it? I mean, that's the hope. As far as like, that's all we can you know hope at this point. Um, is, do, they, do you think if he doesn't, they still offer him the max? If he doesn't, if he doesn't, sorry. If he doesn't take it, do you think they they offer him the max after that? Oh, um, I think so. I think so. Just you know, I, I mean, the way the way I see it, if if okay, let's say you don't bring back Lowry, okay, you're still gonna win. Let's say forty two games next year with with DeRozan. You know, he, he's a great regular season player. We're still gonna win games. So if we're not tanking and you know trying to get a high draft pick and we're just going to be middle of the pack in like sixth or seventh seed, there's no point, you know. So we're going to move up three spots in the draft. I, I don't see a point of that. So and obviously with Golden State being the juggernaut that they are, you know, we may be not getting anywhere in the next few years. So if you can just win games for the next few years and you know maybe build up a reputation in the league and see if you know these fringe guys like Powell can develop into you know really good players. Um, that's that's I, I would take that gamble uh, I know like a month or two ago I said okay I'm ready to, to, to blow it up and 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 restart but with seeing how damn good Golden State is and Cleveland you know LeBron's not done anytime soon um, you know I, I, I could I, I could see them just just saying okay let's let's just roll it out for a couple more years see how it goes yeah unless you know you, unless you're more on the uh well, clearly this lineup just hasn't worked, kind of thing, and like maybe we should switch it up a bit. But, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Right. I mean, if we can resign Lowry and then trade him, you know, in February, let's say, to okay, you know, we get this, we trade for the Sixers and get their you know first round pick for next year. I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I would do anything for draft picks right now, honestly. Yeah. That's Especially it. I mean, we the, have way, to... the way these players are rolling out right now, like it's, it, it just seems like it's it's going nowhere but up, you know, like, like rookies are saying, yeah, yeah, just like the way that like the science that's going into basketball now, like the camps that are going on, like players are just getting better, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and they're finding out they're, they're finding a lot of this like young talent a lot more. There's just there's just a lot more like scouts out there. There's just and just yeah, the science and, and what people are putting in to become good, you know, a lot of these players are, you know, their only chance is is starting, you know, from, from age like three, starting playing basketball, and you know, you get the right coaches who actually know their stuff, and there's a lot more of those out there, um, you know, teaching them good mechanics and and good stances, uh, good form, all these things that like a lot of people back in the day like. It was never really taught. It was kind of just, uh, oh, I play for my school team, or I, I, I'm sick at high school, and colleges see that, and they end up, you know, grabbing. But it wasn't like a, you know, oh, I'm taking this seriously from day one kind of thing, you know. And I, I think that's becoming a lot more popular, and I think that's going to have a huge effect on, on a lot of these players coming out of you know these drafts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I can definitely see. Um, you know the Raptors going that route and and trying to just build through that and just try to get better each year. You know, maybe win an extra game or two. Like, yeah, it just seems like the Raptors kind of need to do that because you know they're, again they're like a Canadian team and Canadian currency and taxes and all this stuff and winters. Even though it's it's not that bad here. <laughs> For sure, I mean I love it, but um, that's just always going to be a reality. We're just not going to be able to get the Kevin Durant's of, of the of the world. Um, you know we're gonna have to make our own talent. Uh, unfortunately, pretty pretty dark um, or depressing, depressing Question discussion about the Raptors' future. But it's just it's the truth. Unfortunately, yeah. Um, it's a little lighter note then. Yeah. <laughs> um, if the Raptors got KD the next season, where would you put them? If the Raptors had KD. Um, I feel like that should just be a question for every team because right. it's like, hey, Golden State did it. Like, it's it's doable. <laughs> um, 
I think I think they'd beat the Cavs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean that that position is obviously their weakest spot, right? Yeah, that's also true. Like Carroll's unplayable. Unless we get, uh, unless we get Paul George. Paul George. Yeah. No, it's happening. Yeah. If we got Paul George, do you think we can somewhat? Let's say we had our exact team right now, and plus a Paul George. Do you think we'd be a contender? So, so we somehow fe- fe- figured a way to bring back Lowry, P- Patterson, Ibaka, and Tucker. Hell yeah! All those, <laughs> all those guys. Um, all those homies. Uh, yeah, I think we, I think we beat the Cavs. I think so. Paul George, Paul George is pretty darn good. I mean, he he almost like they were very close in that Cleveland Indiana series. I mean, I know it was like Cleveland was just figuring out their defense from the regular season, but every game was close there, uh, and they got swept, but. It was close. It was a pretty close series, closer than the Toronto series. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna have a, like a dream about getting Paul George for next season. Pretty nice. Also, he's just, just, he's just so good. Think about the switchability there, like George, uh, Ibaka, Tucker, Patterson, like playing the front court. Three of those four. Yeah, be insane. I would just love to see like DeRozan play with somebody that's crazy athletic, but. But not Rudy Gay. <laughs> let me let me ask you this. Remember, remember when we got remember when we got Rudy Gay, and that was like the thing it was going to be like. And I remember going to, I think it was probably like the first or second game when he came into town, and I just watched them on the fast break, and it was a delight. They were just they were just playing, they were just running the ball like so well together, just pressing the issue like it was beautiful. It was a thing of beauty, and we just haven't really had that. Since I mean, unless you want to count Jamari Carroll as that, but oh, like a wing player, you're saying? Yeah, just some other dude to run with DeRozan and like get some fast breaks. Like that'd be beautiful. Because the Rudy Gay Raptors were way worse than than these current Raptors. Oh no, hundred percent. But <laughs> I just remember like the first couple games and uh, watch. I mean, Rudy right. Gay just turned it. Ended up turning out to be a disaster, but. Um, Call I mean, that. it's kind of like every, from the it's kind of like every it's kind of like every Raptor who ends up coming here from like another team. They end up just like turning into like a three ball shooter, like just not like just doesn't mesh with the whole system. But that's why, yeah, rookies would be you know, or just homegrown talent is just freaking best, especially Toronto because they seem to have like the worst luck with bringing players that are supposedly supposed to be good and like. Lowry's I remember like, happened, Lowry's I remember the exception. With Hugo Turgaloo. And people were like, oh, he's supposed to be sick and he's sucking. It's like, okay, now you're, you're just, with him, you were just like, people were just putting like, too much high hopes into the guy. Like, right. yeah, he's a decent player, but don't assume that he's going to like save this team and like average 30 points a game. Like, the guy is not capable of that. But then we bring in someone kind of similar in, in Damari Carroll and people weren't even expecting much from the guy. They're just like, yeah, like three and D, that'd be sweet. And then, I mean, I guess injuries was was a plague, but yeah, they slowed him down. That just again, just did not work out. I mean, yo, know, when I when I had Sutner on the podcast, you're we talking about you know some of the biggest names the Raptors had ever signed. You know, not traded for, but signed. And Turkoglu is like a top three. As sad oh, as that god. is. <laughs> oh god. I mean, was that before he came into the into the Raps? Or I'm, was I'm that saying during? no, but like like forgetting someone like when we got him. It was like a top three player ever, like still to this day that we've that we've signed and like convinced to come to Toronto, which is just insane. Yeah, yeah, that just that just shows it just shows like our rep for being able to bring in. It's hard. It's not easy. Yeah. Let let, let me ask you this. I just I just thought of a question. Um, let's say we re-sign Ibaka. What what would you think about? Trying to trade Valanciunas now. I know his trade value isn't very high. There's a huge, there's a huge abundance of centers in the league, but and but trying to trade Valanciunas and moving Ibaka as our starting center. Um, not a bad idea. Like the league's going to that spread out offense. I think I like like Ibaka at the four because first off he can hit threes, and second. Uh, let's say there's some dude, you know, trying to pummel his way in the posts. Not that that happens that often anymore. 
Um, but I just liked how, you know, if Valanciunas was kind of standing his ground and then a guy ended up getting somewhat past him or whatever, Ibaka can just come out of nowhere for the block, which but is nice. The teams aren't but usually... I, I guess I guess he could still do that as a five. Right, and, and teams aren't usually playing two bigs so, uh, so much, so if Ibaka's guarding someone while Valanciunas is on the court, you know, he's probably standing at the three-point line, which is not where you want to be for your rim protector. Well, he was our best rim protector for sure, right? That's so, right, yeah. Ibaka? So, yeah. Yeah, so you want him near the rim, so you, you want him defending You can't big have a man. name like that and not be a good walker. <laughs> it's true, it's the law. Do you think he's, do you think he's like, tall and big enough for that? That's that's what I'm not sure. I mean, he's what is he like six nine? Um, yeah, he's not, you know not super tall, not that, but but the league is going away from those 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 basic you know tall players. That's true. Those that's true. And we, we do have other youngsters. Yeah, that, we got we got Pirtle off the bench. We got Pirtle. We got the other Val two point You know. Yeah, we got the other dude. Nogueira. Nogueira, who we, we like, who was starting at the beginning of the season, and then and then he disappeared. <laughs> Uh, I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of his, yet. Yeah, I mean, he he still has a, lo- a long way to go, but there's definitely certain upsides to his game that, like, when he was playing, like that Valanciunas definitely didn't have, like running the floor really well. Um, he was a way better blocker. Right. Um, he's got. I mean, I like the guy. I think he's got a lot of potential, but he's yeah, he's not. He's not a potential starter yet. If we ever need a five, you know, to come in. Uh, that's that's bigger than Ibaka. Right, but yeah, no, Ibaka is like your starting five, and then Pirtle off the bench. You know, in case they have a a classic type center like a Drummond or or you know a Whiteside or something like that. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm not. I'm pretty on board with this, honestly, because I think I think they're good enough for the problem is neither of them are really big. They're kind of like the same body, which kind of sucks. Who? Uh, which two? Nagara and Pirtle, like it'd be nice if we if we did have these two backup kind of centers. Pirtle's, Pirtle's a bit stronger. Is he? Yeah, he's got a bit bigger like upper body. Not you know he's not yeah. as, he's not as skinny as Nogueira. Yeah, he's not as quick. Like he doesn't run the floor as well. But he, he yeah he's definitely definitely a little bigger. Um, I think like, Nagara's like a stick. Right. Yeah. So he can't he can't really defend much at all. But even like that's the thing like. Yeah, I guess you know if you if you really needed one of them, you can throw them in. But even so, like they're both pretty small in comparison to like these monster guys. Like, a, I mean, I mean, Dwight Howard's probably you know not in that category anymore. But you know, like a Cousins or I don't know whoever else is out there. I don't even, I don't even know. Like, how many centers are scoring these days? Exactly. So. Not many possibility. Um, uh, quick before we go, um, uh, what do you think Cleveland? Has, do you think Cleveland's going to make big changes in the offseason? or do they just stick? They stick with their guns. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think they make much changes. I, I think I, again, you gotta you gotta just tip your cap to to Golden State being such a such a powerhouse. Can't really blame it on yourselves too much. If you can snag a guy here or there. And Haliago for it. But right, I think they need someone better than than Darren Williams. <laughs> he played yeah. like 14 minutes last night. Is or 12 minutes is so he bad. Played, he played like trash. Like, terrible. So out of shape and oh, embarrassment. Yeah. I just I remember the you know the arguments of who was better, Darren Williams or Chris Paul, not that long ago. Well, yeah, but <laughs> I mean Darren Williams in his prime was amazing. He just he has knee problems now, so he can't really. Right, I know, I know. It's just, it's just funny. Yeah, I know. But he, he was sick. But no, that's, for one sure. of, that's what I think. That's the problem. Is like, you know, oh, this guy was so good in his prime. So you know, let's stick him on a team as a vet. It's like, well, you can't really. Like Richard Jefferson, he can, he, he's, he's holding his own. But a guy like, uh, like Darren Williams, he, I don't know. I don't think he deserves to be on a team like Cleveland. Right. I mean, they have no money, which is the truth. So. You know, they they need anyone yeah. who's willing to take the minimum. Yeah. Um, did he did he take a minimum? I'm sure he was barely really playing. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure what his contract is. It, it, not not a lot. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, 
but it, it's one of those things like no matter how much money he's making he's still gonna think of himself as Darren Williams so then he like goes out there and tries to do a bunch of moves and it's like yeah I don't know how much the, yeah. there was one three he got he got a nice pass from LeBron last night he took a three from the wing and it was looked like it was gonna go right in and then just like spun out and rimmed out and I saw this tweet I don't remember who it was if I did a and give them credit, but it was like, uh, the ball wanted to go in, and then it saw that Darren Williams was the one who shot it, and so it quickly said, like, oh, hell no, and gone, <laughs> and left. Yeah, I saw this one possession. I mean, it's not a Darren Williams typical shot, because it was, like, at the end of the shot clock, and I don't know how many shots where he had a catch-and-shoot three at the end of the shot clock in his entire career, but I just remember, like, he gets he gets a, a pass, the wing, and he got closed out pretty nicely, but it was somewhat of an open look. Mm-hmm. And he just, it just did not hit nothing. <laughs> and it was just so sad. It was like, it was kind of like reminded me of like his career. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's over, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, look, they, they, you know, they, they won, they won game four, but they had to hit 24 threes and they were close. They were close in game five. They were close in game three. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think they had a chance to beat the Warriors, but the right things go their way. You know, maybe they have a chance, so we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a great rivalry. It's already been three straight years of them meeting in the finals. I'm sure we'll get another year or two at least. And it's and it's not like they got killed. Like they lost 4-1, but, like, most of the games were fairly close, except for maybe, like, the first two. Yeah. Um, and even those are close and, in the first half, at least. <laughs> yeah. If you want to say something. And plus, and plus, they were like those two away games that like most people end up losing anyways. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't assume that they're making too many uh, big changes. Right. Okay, well, um, it was good talking. Um, you know, maybe we'll do, an, uh, do another one. Um, you know, oh, you, you know, the awards is, I believe, the 24th. June 24th or 26th, maybe? Um, We can do one like right after that. Yeah, so maybe we'll do one after that. We'll talk MVP, all that kind of stuff. Um, Sounds like a plan. All right. Well, yeah, it was good talking, man. And um, take care, brother. Yeah, take care. Peace. Peace.